0: Welcome, everybody, to episode 35 of the Silicon Sasquatch Podcast. I am Aaron Thayer, the host for this episode, as well as managing editor of our site. Uh, We're going to be talking about Nintendo, which today, the day of recording, Friday, January 17th, uh, there was some large financial news, some pretty, if you look at it a certain way, devastating news for Nintendo and their projected profits or losses, this year and from last year so joining me to talk about this are tyler martin good morning and doug bonham also good morning hello gentlemen so to get started on this conversation about nintendo and their potential future uh we have some numbers here that i want to toss out so we have a lot of reporting, because this is pretty big news, financially speaking, so uh, stories from Bloomberg, Reuters, Wall Street Journal, all over the place. And what we're looking at is Nintendo's projecting a thirty three hundred million uh, operating loss. And they are looking at, based on the low sales of the Wii U, which they had projected, at $9 million for the year, they're cutting that down to $2.8 million, as well as... Yeah, the software cut in half projected sales of 38 million down to 19 million. And we're talking here about potentially a 25 billion yen uh, loss, which would be about 240 million US dollars. So, to start, Doug, what does this mean? Another thing
1: that you said is the the financial year profit for this financial year was projected to be 55 billion yen and it's going to, now they're saying it could be 25 billion yen loss so the swing of 70 billion yen is pretty huge yeah, as well. Yeah, that's a large change. That is enormous. <laughs> that is that is seven hundred
0: million dollars. So, as our resident business expert, in the sense that you have a master's in in business-related topics, uh, I, I, I'm paying for that degree. So, yes, let's let's use that.
1: Let's let's use the proper nomenclature. Yes, you
0: wouldn't um, have that degree without spending a lot of money. So, what, what right. does this mean for investors and for gamers, really? I think for gamers, what this
1: means is we could see Nintendo make a shift away from Wii U sooner than later. Um, with every Nintendo system include from the 60 Nintendo 64 on, there's been a point where the volume of Nintendo games makes it worthwhile to purchase Mm -hmm. with the 64. It was, you know, even from, from Mario 64 on with the GameCube, there were plenty of Nintendo exclusives that made it worthwhile with the Wii. There was a lot of fun stuff, but there was also the exclusives that were more for the hardcore, you know, Metroid prime and,
2: uh, zelda and mario galaxy and all. i'm not ones. sure gamecube is really the best example it would be putting out there
1: we'll get to there eventually but i mean having a gamecube was worthwhile at a certain point because you could play smash brothers and a couple other games and it was cool like it lived underneath your playstation or your your original xbox but it wasn't the lead
2: it was also a lot cheaper than a wii u
1: <laughs> we'll get to that seeing that Okay, losses and profits. the The money is, yeah, that that's a big blow. And what this means for investors, uh, I'll get to that in a second. But the forecasting sales to cutting it from world. I think it's these are worldwide numbers from Bloomberg. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that they've they're forecasting that they're going to sell only 2.8 million units worldwide. That's not
2: good, considering that both Microsoft and Sony did like. I don't know, like They've, 150% that in like a month?
1: Well, I, uh, yeah, there I don't Yeah, they're 3 to 4
0: million sales by November, I believe. The end of November. For combined?
2: No, not combined, like each. Separately, they, yeah.
0: <laughs> they each did 4 million?
2: Yeah.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, this is this is not a good time. So what I wanted to ask, because you were building off of that um, hmm. with the, the software. So yes. So we're looking at the fact that last year, with a year of momentum uh, before the... Uh, Xbox One and PlayStation 4 came out. Nintendo released Pikmin 3, The Wonderful 101. These are exclusives, which should in theory help sales. Um, uh, Super Mario 3D World and... um, probably sonic lost world i guess you would consider an exclusive but either way these big name games that kind of had some hype beforehand they came out and they're still cutting their software sales in half that is insane isn't it that's that's you could also throw um the remake of wind
1: waker in there as well yeah but but yeah and i i can't exactly speak to the u.s but they were advertising the um super mario 3d worlds pretty heavily in japan like Tyler can explain as well, but you see it on TV ads, you see it in the trains and all that type of stuff. Like,
2: well, that's been a common thing for Mario games here for years is like having the huge train advertisements and getting some big, like a list Japanese celebrity to be like on the billboards with them playing the game. And to see
1: that they still can't get any traction is it's not. And, and these games were all good. These were all pretty good games, but, yeah, but the thing is, it uh,
2: finally happened. No one thought it would ever happen. It finally happened. People are burned out on Mario.
0: Okay, so Tyler, you think that's what it is? Like, how, from your perspective then, what's the average Japanese gamer who in, maybe in the past bought all of this Nintendo uh, merchandise and, and consoles? What's their attitude now? Are they apathetic? Like, Are they burned out? What is it?
2: Well, well, I think, like, I mean, I'm talking to like two different audiences here when I talk about games. Uh, firstly would be my peers, like the other expats and some Uh, Japanese dudes that are around my age, a few girls that play games, and yeah, they're not really into the Wii U. And also, like, once the Wii U finally started going with, in terms of quality software like 3D World, the PlayStation 4 is right around the corner, and that's just more exciting, even if it doesn't have the games yet. But Mm -hmm. the other audience would be my students, like kids, we're talking like between like
1: elementary school, yeah, 10 to 12
2: years old, and They'll always love Mario, but they don't have the discretionary income to be buying new consoles and new games. So a lot of them are pretty happy with 3DS. I mean, sure, they would like a Wii U, but they're not in a position to go pick one up. Maybe they got one for the holidays or something, and maybe they get Mario Brothers, but I don't think it really matters to them whether they get 3D World or whether they get new Super Mario Brothers U or another Wii game.
1: And I'm out here in the boonies where I do have the elementary school kids and junior high school students too, like... Uh, they don't have the that income to spend, but they're some of my students are finally getting the 3ds. So it's yeah, it's not. And
2: also, a fair number of my students have iPod touches, and they love. That's the other. They love them. So you guys think
0: that mobile has mobile made that much of an impact to Nintendo? I mean, what about the other developers?
2: I think when you're a kid that grows up playing an iPod Touch or grows up playing an iPad. A Wii U is not very impressive.
1: I think also, just in general, Japan's gaming has shifted away from PlayStation and Nintendo products and hardcore gaming as we know it to on the mobile phones or on mobile platforms.
2: And they're not quite there yet. 3DS is still a juggernaut here.
1: Right. Yeah. But the co- the home consoles don't have nearly nearly the traction in Japan that they do in America and Europe.
2: No, and that's part of the reason that the PlayStation Four was pushed to February because they know they need to get some actual like Japanese appealing games in the pipeline before people actually puts down that kind of cash buy it. Yeah, he agrees with me.
0: <laughs> I okay. So if Maybe you're asking my opinion then. I don't want to say I agree with you, but this this news from today is pretty disheartening. I would say if I was a a shareholder, which, you know, Nintendo's stock has been around $18 for a while anyway, so not at all close to where it used to be in 2010, but the stock dropped 17% today, which is just, like, I would be kind of shitting my pants a little bit, and I can see why there's a lot of speculation about what Nintendo's next step should be from anything uh, as minuscule as, well, just hope there's a really good killer app that comes out in the next year or completely sell their IP to mobile developers and stop being a console creator like Sega. So it's all over the place in reaction to this news. What do you guys think are some strategies that Nintendo needs to do to to get out of this? Well, this has
2: been a problem that's been building since probably like the mid-90s. I mean... We've been mm-hmm. saying since the Nintendo 64, like, Nintendo needs to become more self-aware. They need to see these problems as more than just themselves. They need to see, like, what, where is the industry going? And I'm not saying they need to copy these other guys, but they have been coasting on their IPs since the Nintendo 64. For Nintendo, it's always yeah. been, as long as we make more Nintendo games, people will buy our systems. And they've finally gotten so far behind their competition that that is no longer the case. At least they're not making games that have enough demand to make people put up with how far behind they are.
1: I think it was, I think Tyler put this out as an editorial last year. Um, you have to think about Nintendo not as a games company, but as a toy company. Mm-hmm. And if you consider that the platforms they're selling, whether it's the handhelds or the consoles, are toys as well as they are game consoles, then some of their. Uh, missteps or some of the things they've done come into a bit better framework. Like the Nintendo 64 alienated a lot of their, like, Squaresoft and a lot of other companies, but they did it because it helped make them money. And it's... Selling
0: cartridges made them money. A lot of money. It's Same with yeah they, it, a lot of other things. <laughs> it's funny you bring up uh, Tyler's point about um, Nintendo being a toy company or considering themselves that way, because that statement floated around a bit today... Uh, as far as that being Iwata, uh Satoru Awada's the CEO. <clears throat> um, his vision of what Nintendo is is a toy company in so many ways. And the interesting thing I think is he's not even considering stepping down right now, which I'm not saying he should. But no, by I all, by all be... accounts,
2: the rumor mill over here. I mean, I can't like name any names or anything, but like I hear whispers. Even like in my lowly position over here, like there are people that still like to talk over a few beers over here, and like, yeah, like that is yeah. that is not even on the table at NCL. Like no one is talking about removing you. So there's
0: no thirst for blood. They'd
1: rather have the loyalty. No. And I think that that comes to another point you were going to talk about earlier about shareholders.
2: Yeah, to get pushed out of Nintendo, you need a big fuck up. You need a virtual boy level fuck up to get kicked out of Nintendo.
1: <laughs> well, we still have a whole year. A couple different aspects of culture come into play here. In Japan, uh, you could say, "Oh, what do the shareholders say about Nintendo's stock price dropping today?" The question is, like, who are the shareholders? And there's a pretty there's a probably a pretty good bet that a lot of them aren't like banks or businesses that are trying to get a lot of invest or return on the investment. There's also a lot of things like cross buying or, um, if you're interested in the topic, the like the thing to look up are Japanese Keiretsu K E I R E T S U, which are the big, big, big structures of companies. And they kind of have shareholdings in one another. So it, it, it what it means is unlike in America where, a bad quarter happens to a company and instantly everybody wants to change everything to throw everything away and start new. Um, That doesn't happen in Japan nearly as often. There's not as much talk about shareholders and their value in Japan
0: as there is in the U S. So perhaps these commentators and writers are looking at this from a very Western perspective of solutions for Nintendo, right? They're looking at it from a Western
1: framework, whereas there's not like that shareholder Thirst for blood, as there is in Japan.
2: Another thing to consider is just that their whole approach as a toy company, like it made sense to a point. I think the Wii is when it finally stopped making sense because they've become more and more dependent on software. I mean, look at the problems that people had with uh, what was it, Skyward Sword, that had like the game destroy the save destroying bug, and that had to be patched. mm, And look at how difficult it was for Nintendo to actually get that patched, and just how relatively uncommon os updates were for that system but now look how common they are on the 3ds and the the wii u it's like yeah yeah they're they might think of themselves as a toy company but they're a toy company that's building software so they need to start moving like a software company too
1: yeah e- uh, even po- even pokemon had patch updates yeah they've had two so far yeah software versus hardware is also a different japanese thing as well japan is only finally like coming to the value of software and that it is something that you make and create as much as hardware is. That's been a big issue with Japanese tech companies for a long time too. But talking about Iwata and, you know, a big, or what would it take for him to step down? It would take something for which there'd be no like remorse. Like it take them doing something incredibly stupid for him to step down. And then it would just be the ceremonial. Like I'm so regretful for this decision and for these actions falling on on the sword. sword. Yeah. The, the, the deep, deep bow and then he would be gone, but would probably still control some some amount of backroom power in in some regard.
0: Okay, so if it takes something that colossal for Nintendo, at least for Iwata, to walk away or back off from Nintendo in a leadership position, you know, the, the report that I was looking at and doing some research, Nintendo at least still has a, I guess you would say, war chest. I mean, there's probably more, but let's say there's, according to some reports, about $4 billion just still kind of sitting there from the Wii era. Um, What should they do with that? And as far as, I guess, maybe a second part, you two, who don't own a Wii U, who both have 3DSs, which speaks to its success so far, what would it take for you guys to buy a Wii U at this point? And what should they do with that $4 billion that they might have to to try to get themselves out of this?
2: For me personally, uh... Price was one like I came very close to picking up a Wind Waker HD bundle when I was uh, in Hawaii for the holidays, but the price is still just like prohibitively high for me like three hundred bucks for that thing, like, especially with like how many other games are out right now for other systems and with the new like well I guess like new current gen consoles out like there's just not enough Wii U games to really get me to make that investment. And also, like, I'm still just so put off by the way Nintendo handles, like, digital content. And, like, when you're selling digital content, you're no longer a toy company. You're a software company. You're selling downloads of stuff. And I want to know that, like, I don't need to, like, send my console into the company just to, like, maintain the stuff that I already paid you money for. It's, like, I'm not paying you to store these things on my console because I can't take these things out of my console. Like I'm paying you for the rights to this thing, no matter where it goes.
1: Yeah. Um. I, I talked with Tyler or, or mentioned to him previously. Like if we lived in the same city, like if we were both in Tokyo, I would definitely be interested in going halvesies on a Wii U system that we could share custody for. But I don't have the time or the money at the moment to invest in one for myself. Um. But and also, like we said, mentioned earlier. The whole like tipping point of number of quality Nintendo games is almost there. Like Super Mario 3D World was, or 3D Land was almost like that alone. Almost made me spend money I don't have to go get a, a Wii U that I don't need. Will Smash Brothers do it for anybody? It's coming to the 3DS It's also coming to the 3DS. <laughs> yeah. We say in unison. I I can't stress it enough. Like the PlayStation 3 is really good. The PlayStation 3 is really nice. But the 3DS is the best console to have in Japan right now. Uh,
0: is that because of Street Passing? You don't think so?
2: Oh, I, I love Street Passing.
0: Uh, I don't know. I, if If you're interested in Japanese, I, games, I just I just really wish what the Japanese I could market combine making,
2: my 3DS and my Vita into one like super system. Because if we're just talking hardware, I definitely prefer my Vita. Like I think it's a sleeker device. It looks better. I like the way it feels in my hands better. It's just like every Everything from an OS level for that device, I prefer.
1: What you playing on it?
2: Uh, lately Spelunky. Bingo. And also, I just downloaded two new games this week for less than fifteen dollars because PlayStation Plus has insane sales. Yeah. I got uh, Killzone Mercenaries, which is like, I guess the new premiere like first person shooter for the Vita, which actually looks amazing and plays really well, surprisingly. And uh, but I've always been a bit of a Killzone fan, uh, against all odds. And also I got an indie game called uh, Velocity, which is like a kind of like side-scrolling schmuck game with like a teleportation mechanic. And that was $2. I don't know much about the game, but it's $2. So yeah, I'm going to pick it up.
0: Okay, so clearly value is important in your case, right? Like what you're going to pay and how much you get for it. Well,
2: yeah, and I do the same thing on uh, the eShop. Like every time I do one of those Club Nintendo surveys and they ask me like, why did you buy this? I always put (laughs) because it was on sale. Put your shit on sale. Like, I just bought uh, Edge. Uh, It's like a cube platformer game for my 3DS, even though I already own it on my iPhone. Because, number one, it looks really good 3D. And two, it was $2 on sale. (laughs) If Nintendo starts Mm -hmm. discounting the games, I will buy more games. But it takes a lot for me to drop $40 on a brand new eShop game. like. I I kind of regret doing it for Link Between Worlds. It's like I I enjoyed playing the game, but I probably could have waited to buy the cartridge and not have the whole like weird eShop thing if it wasn't for our whole like Goatee talks and knowing that that was going to be a big contender.
1: I think my usage of a 3DS is a little bit more to the normal for what Japan is so far. Mm-hmm. I've only downloaded a couple of the old virtual console titles because I, I can't right now tie my console into a... Uh, uh, a credit card number or a bank account and it takes buying point cards which are plentiful like you can buy point cards just about anywhere in japan for the nintendo anywhere
2: even places you wouldn't think you could find point cards you can find point cards yeah
1: definitely but i don't want it's a, it's another step between seeing something there and buying it and if you had to go buy point cards to buy to, to get the steams uh winter sale or summer sale stuff like they they would not make as many sales yeah. just by having yeah. that extra step involved And that reflects Japan as a whole. Like, people buy games or buy things on their cell phones, but still sometimes it goes to their monthly bill instead of a credit card. Apple's changing that. I
2: will say what helps me as far as the eShop goes is that the one thing that they have that, surprisingly, like the other companies don't have, is they let you add the exact amount of money you need for the purchase to your account. Ah. Like, you can't buy something for less than $5 on PSN. It has to be either... You can add amounts more than $5, but if it's less than $5, you either have to add 5 bucks and just deal with the remaining amount or just not buy the thing.
0: Yeah, I think right now I have $4.37 or some weird amount left on PlayStation. That is
1: Sony maximizing their
2: credit card charges, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a huge deal breaker for me, but it's just a, bit, a minor annoyance, whereas I'm...
1: But yeah, com- compare these experiences with what Sony's had for the last year or two with PlayStation Plus... And you'll see like where the revolution of Western-style thought in terms of being a software company and software sales has come and where it has not.
0: Okay, so from the sound of it, you guys, there's really nothing jumping out that's going to make you jump out or to run out and buy a Wii U anytime soon. So part of my uh, original question, what should Nintendo do with their billions of dollars if they're in this position right now?
1: What have they
2: started to do, Tyler? Well, like, they're just putting all that money into R&D. And uh, writing on the wall and just general Nintendo trends has pointed in two directions. Either they're looking at some, like, big peripheral for their, their consoles, like, akin to, like, the Wii Fit pad or uh, the Wii remotes or just something to bolt on to what's already exist, Or they're preparing for whatever's next, and they're just going to sweep the Wii U under the rug. And personally I mean I don't I, I'm since I'm just not thrilled with their policies with the Wii U like I'm not gonna be super broken up if that thing doesn't have the the long lifespan but I'm just worried that whatever they put out next isn't gonna learn any lessons from the Wii U and it's just gonna have the same problems mm-hmm. yes so
1: on an in an ideal world they would continue with the Wii U for a couple years because you know they've already invested so much in it they've already got everything going like if you want you could sh- you could shorten that thing up by getting rid of the gamepad and just setting selling controllers like the the pro controller instead of a game That's pad. not
2: nearly as much of a deal breaker for me though as just like the way they handle the digital ecosystem like if they learn those I, lessons and I the thing still I know. doesn't sell <laughs> then i could maybe get excited about another console
1: the the future that i think me and Tyler would probably love to see is combining the successor to the 3DS with the successor to
0: the Wii
2: U and just having one system. That seems like it makes the most sense for Nintendo.
0: Well, yeah, there was a, uh, a topic off of that. I can't remember which website uh, proposed it, a similar idea. And the the thought behind it is, and I have to agree, there were fantastic games that came out on the 3DS last year, and obviously a lot of talented development teams focused on the handheld which is being very profitable for them i believe the 3ds was the top selling platform last year so they have a lot of investment there but you're right why don't they take some of that focus and apply it to the home console and maybe do something
2: innovative there they still haven't learned all the lessons from the 3ds like I mean, people point like, oh, the 3DS had a comeback. And it's like, yeah, it had a comeback after it had a huge price drop. It had, like, right. a Mia culpa with its fans with the whole ambassador program. And it had a flood of, like, new, original, and exciting games.
1: Really good games.
2: And the Wii U still hasn't had that. Like, yeah, they have made some new games. And I don't know, they just don't live in a world where Mario is a system seller anymore. They need... Other stuff, and I guess Wonderful Wonder One didn't do it either, and Pikmin didn't do it, and Wind Waker didn't do it. From
1: a from a like
2: how do you do it
1: standpoint, I think I'd love to see them have a successor to the handheld, and then a hundred dollar, hundred twenty dollar, hundred fifty dollar Vita TV or Apple TV style product that you plug into your TV, and that allows you to to basically reverse the gamepad. To go from your handheld to the TV and add some functionality there as well, if you want.
2: Yeah, by all accounts, like the people I know that do have Wii U's, they really love the whole like off TV play.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's smart and it, it's a forward thinking thing, and we'll see more of that as the generation goes on, even outside of gaming. But
2: where do you do with the Vita?
0: Yeah. They, Nintendo just hasn't capitalized on it. And for me, in America. They should
2: be really worried about PlayStation now. Like,
0: really worried if it comes to the us i imagine it will be even worse for
2: him playstation now it's announced for everywhere playstation now is the streaming service
0: oh now i'm sorry i thought you meant the vita tv no it's a different entity
2: that's 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 not much of a threat that's just like them trying to squeak some more sales out of the vita software
0: yeah yeah it's in the u.s what i've seen of the wii u discussions with uh anecdotally anyway People don't get it, they don't know that it is a separate platform, and I I mean, I'm going to just sound bitter here, but um, the hardcore, the core gamers, whatever you want to call them, they're the neckbeard types that just have never really given Nintendo a lot of credit anyway, and the people who are are interested in, in a Nintendo game right now, they're looking at Pokemon, or something on the 3DS, to get back into it, but they don't want to get on the Wii U, because there's this kind of conversational uh, I guess you would say shadow hanging over. Oh, the Wii U sucks because there's no games on it. And Nintendo hasn't done anything to combat that here either. Yeah.
2: Is the messaging still a problem? Like, do people still not understand that Wii U is a new thing?
0: I've run into people still, and you have to think um, and maybe I see it more because of my line of work kind of dealing with the customer support type realm people especially consumers, parents, the ones who may have the money to buy that during the holidays or birthdays, they don't understand. They're not being targeted. And they would just rather, like Johnny's talking about the PlayStation, so we'll buy Johnny the PlayStation because yeah. of whatever reason. So they have no idea what the Wii U is. They think it's just another Wii.
2: I knew that would be a problem from the start. I'm I'm surprised that it's still an issue, though. You think they would have gotten a handle on that by now?
1: I mean, we... When they first showed it off at E3 a couple years ago, it was even a question of like, wait, is this an add-on or is this something new? And they clarified the next day, but then that's been a problem ever yeah. since for for everything else.
2: One thing that amazes me, though, most of all, is that they still haven't learned from both Sony and Microsoft that the different arms of Nintendo need to have more autonomy. They need to have their own agency, and they need to start looking at different markets as... Uh, different markets like they can't just treat everyone the same and the fact that they made iwata the ceo of nintendo of america just shows like how <laughs> limited they are in their thinking like yeah what helped sony with the playstation 3 was giving sony of america and giving sony of europe the opportunities to start making their own decisions in the way they're marketing these consoles and the way they're licensing games over there and microsoft had the same problem in japan like They were trying to treat Japan like an extension of the U S they weren't giving Japan the attention it needed and it failed colossally.
1: And for, for Sony, it was because their whole, their, their entire business, all of everything Sony was doing so poorly that they had to enact big changes and real, like facing death. They had to realize we had to change this stuff. I don't know if Nintendo's there yet. I don't know if this is a sign that they're heading down there. This is a bad quarter. I don't know. It, it might just be a bad quarter. It might be the sign of the future. But it
2: wasn't a bad quarter. It was a bad year.
1: Okay. It might just be a one bad year. I don't know if it means it's going to be two or three bad years in a row or if this is going to bounce back.
0: Okay. So that actually is a good point to try to wrap up, speaking of the future. So to to close out, I want to ask you guys your thoughts on two years from now. Where do you see Nintendo at and what's happened to the Wii U in two years from today? So like 2016, January.
2: If they're investing in R&D now, we're not going to see anything at E3 this year. I think if the Wii U still isn't performing in 2014, then we see something new at E3 2015. Whatever that successor is, if it's just a successor to the Wii U or if it's a successor to both the Wii U and the 3DS it's it's really hard to say it depends on like how successful the three d s continues to be
1: yeah i i think i think the three or I think the wii u gets its uh gets its burial at sea within the next two years, and by the end of twenty sixteen we see a new a new console of some kind um whether it's the combined wonder twin powers of handheld and home console or if it's just a new home console? I don't know, but I think within the next two years, yeah. We definitely don't have the Wii U, but we have something else instead. Uh, another, the Ars Technica article that talks about November sales year to year, or from, from a console's 1st November to 2nd November, or 1st winter to 2nd winter in the U.S. Only three consoles had really negative November sales, and those were the GameCube, Wii U, and Dreamcast. <laughs> Not a good company to be
0: in. No, and for me... I look forward to having whatever Zelda comes out next shoveled down my throat because I'm a shill. So <laughs> that's, I, I fully admit that.
2: Including Hyrule Warriors?
0: You know, that might be the exception to my to my fandom. So we'll see. Well, gentlemen, thank you for joining. Uh, I want to, to just mention again that we are available on iTunes and we have a uh, stream through Stitcher if you have the app for that. Uh, which is on Android also. Um, Please, as always, check us out on siliconsasquatch.com. I am, again, Aaron Thayer. You can find me on Twitter at Aaron Thayer. And where can audience listeners find you guys?
2: Uh, Twitter, Tyler A. Martin.
0: Uh, Twitter, Douglas Bonham. Excellent. And we are at Sasquatch Gaming on Twitter. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for hosting. Thanks.